0: What that typically represents is kind of a hardened heart. It's it's kind of a fixed mindset. I'm not really looking to improve the relationship because it's working good for me, and and they don't understand that relationship is about how can I make things work good for you.
1: Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how to know how to know to when to call it quits.
0: <laughs> how to know to when to when to. <laughs> how to know when to call it quits.
1: How to know when to call it quits.
0: Yeah, that's the big question.
1: Wait, I was gonna. Oh, you just want to use my how to win to huda.
0: That's just us, so Okey why not? <laughs> We're just gonna use. <laughs> What comes out the first time? Excellent. But it's an important question. How do you know when to fight for a marriage or when it's time to uh, call it quits? Yep. Marriage relationship. We'll get into all that. You ready? Yep. Here we go. You have a question for us. I do. Someone wrote into us on our yes. secret. W- we never check this <laughs> Instagram messaging.
1: We <laughs> never check this. We you should probably check never this check this a little bit more often. This came from a gal and she and her um,
0: partner have been together for seven years.
1: Yes. And they are young and inexperienced at love. She called it it a grown-up love. Grown-up love. And so they're going through uh, just a tough year this year. Right. And um, she wants to know, how do you know when enough is enough? Uh, I got my partner to listen to your episodes with me for a couple of weeks I kept listening and I've given up trying to make him. I think I'm being clear in what I need to make our relationship work, but when will I know if I've given it my all? Your podcasts have opened my eyes and made me more aware of myself and the people I choose to surround myself. How do I know if I've grown out of this relationship or if I need to hang on for him? Very good question. That's a good Good question.
0: Very good question. Do you have any um, initial thoughts?
1: You always ask me this question and it hasn't... I'm polite. Yes, but it hasn't given me a chance to like think about it. I feel like I get thrown under the bus and I have to come up with something brilliant right off the bat. Okay, but here's the thing. I'm a little slow when it comes to...
0: (laughs) Here's the thing. Yeah, this isn't the first time you read the question. You read the question half an hour ago when we were first talking about what should we do for a podcast. It's like, you I, had I, half an hour to think about it. This isn't like I've just thrown you under the bus. So yes,
1: but I read it to you, telling you we should talk about that. But I wasn't anticipating you saying, "Look, we are just going to have this little squabble for a second, and then we'll get back to I the podcast." I do
0: it every podcast. You should I know,
1: know and it drives me crazy. <laughs>
0: <coughs> okay so
1: I always like when you start out with something because it just helps get my mind I know churning
0: there you go so we so gotta have your, your brain yes, churning yes I here. don't like to be thrown under the, the bus
1: and if I want to give an answer first I'll just tell you I'm gonna talk first so shush your hush
0: Yes. We should probably make this podcast about <laughs> our communication styles and expectations and healthy communication and all this other stuff. Oh, my goodness. I have two um, two primary thoughts on this one. Yes. Um, the second of the two um, might be challenging for a lot of people to hear, especially in today's culture. Okay. okay. Um, but I'm going to make that the second answer. So the first answer is, how do you know when enough is enough? How do you know when you've given enough to a relationship? Or right. the more specific question is, how do you know when to call it quits? Right. How do you know when to say, I'm done and it's time for me to move on? Is that the question? Is that what yes, I've heard cre- that, i heard Yes,
1: that's what I hear.
0: Yeah. Um
1: Oh, you, you I get it now you needed me to answer the question I always need so to you buy could have time time to, to yeah, think
0: yeah uh, no uh, <laughs> we're gonna start off with the easy answer first. The easy answer first is it's rare that both people in a relationship are at the exact same level of investment or engagement for any relationship at any point in time. There's always someone who is going to be giving a little bit more to the relationship because they have more in their tank, they have more skills, they have more tools. Right. Um, that's just where they're at emotionally, relationally, and so they are willing to fight a little harder, engage a little more, um, do what it takes to make this relationship work. And right. it sounds like in this relationship, she's in that place and he's not quite there. Right. And the minute that person who's further ahead starts uh, forcing, imposing, uh, requiring the slower person to get engaged, to fight for the relationship, to start learning all the things, to to start listening to the podcast, to read the books, to take the courses, to learn the lessons. Um, it puts a really, really, really unhealthy pressure on that person because it feels like the person in front is trying to fix them. It's the subconscious right. nonverbal communication that you're communicating to them is you're doing it wrong or I'm doing it better than you are. And that will instantly and immediately trigger someone's defensive brain, their survival right. brain. And <clears throat> and you will never get a great reaction or great response from someone that you are imposing or requiring them to be engaged at a certain level.
1: Right. And I don't I I don't think and I I don't know her situation, but I know for myself or me and I found something that seemed to be helpful or that just brought me some hope. I would want you to listen to it with me. Sure. That's normal. So that you, so that you would get as excited or hopeful or want to work and learn as much as I have. So my motivation isn't necessarily, I need you to do this because I want you to change, even though that's part of it. It's like, I want you to I want you to be as excited as I am about this. And and that's where a lot of disappointment can come in because if you're not in a place to be ready to hear or you're not in a place to be willing or wanting to change yet, all, all the excitement that I have is not going to rub off on you no. and I'm just going to end up being disappointed yeah, about that.
0: All the time, all the time. So the better solution, <clears throat> the better solution that... We've proven that we've seen over and over and over again is instead of creating an expectation, you create an invitation. Right. You start be. Behaving and acting the way a healthy person in a relationship behaves and acts and you do it not because you're trying to manipulate the other person into doing the right thing but you're doing it because it's the right thing to do. Right, exactly. You're doing it because you are trying to become the healthiest version of yourself and you can you can act within your own integrity. You know you have done everything yes. right. You've given it your, your all. You have done everything you can to make this relationship as good and healthy and appropriate.
1: Right. Everything that you can can for yourself not everything that you can to get your spouse to change it's always about everything that you can to to you become a better person to you um, become better in the in the relationship yeah, yeah and
0: the minute someone else picks up that nonverbal subtle. You're doing this to kind of fix me. You're doing this to try to change me, manipulate me, force me, cajole me into doing something. It's called a covert contract. You're doing it non-verbally. That's the covert part of it. And a contract. I'm doing this so that you will do that. That's contractual. Um, And I'm expecting you to respond in a certain way. And covert contracts are... Cancerous in a relationship. They will always sabotage it. So you really got to get out of that mindset of, I'm trying to fix the other person. I'm trying to motivate the other person. I'm yeah. trying to change that other person. And instead, I'm going to be the healthiest version of myself at, at, at all possible. Right. And it, it requires a little bit of faith. It requires a little bit of trust. It requires a little bit of maturity to be in a place where you know I'm going to be giving and giving and giving some more and it's not going to be equitable. Right. I'm not doing it. Um, and now weighing the scales or trying to make sure that that person is now feeding back as much. And this, this mindset is completely countercultural to the world out there. The right. world out there right now truly mm-hmm. does say, um, You need to be in equitable relationships. You need to be in a relationship that the other person's giving as much as you're giving. They're always focusing on this fairies kind of thing. And and ironically, that is not what makes healthy relationships. Healthy relationships always come down to I'm going to give sacrificially and uh, more and abundantly than than you are, mm-hmm. and and you're gonna have the same mentality. You're gonna try to give and try to outserve me in right. some way. Oops. That is what makes relationships successful. Right.
1: And I was gonna add, as this mm. gal said, that they've been in this relationship for seven years, um, and she's probably been trying for for this past year. Yeah. I mean, they said this year has been yeah. pretty rough. She's probably been trying this year to do a lot of different things to help make things better and whatever, but she's just now starting to get tools from listening to our podcast. So it means that it's going to take more time on her part of putting into practice these new tools before she can say, I've given enough or I've tried enough or enough is enough. So this just means that it's going to be a little bit more that she's going to have to start doing.
0: Right. On a more practical level. when two people are in a relationship and one person is going, I, I really want to know if the other person is committed or I want to see if we're on the same page, you have to just have that conversation. You yeah. need to ask the other person. And again, you have to be intentional around this. It's all about the delivery. You need to sit down and say, can we can we have kind of a state of the union? How are we doing in our relationship? If you're to rank it on a one to 10, one to 100, where do you think we're doing in our relationship? And you ask that of the other person and you see what ranking you would give it. And if you are within, you know, a certain percentage point of each other, if one person says, we're doing, we're doing 50%. The other person said 55, you're in the ballpark. But if one person says we're doing 50% the other person says, I thought we were at about a 96. Well, I thought we were doing great. And there's such a high discrepancy. That's when you start to go, why do you think there's such a high discrepancy? You kind of talk about the process. What do you think's working so good for you? Um, and, and here's what's not working so good for me. And if the person who says it's doing better than it actually is, and you're in that disappointed place, um, if that other person is willing to listen, if that other person is willing to engage, if that other person is willing to be curious and want to understand why, why does it feel like we're not doing so good, that means it's Keep trying. Keep engaging. If the other person goes, it's working good for me. It's not working that good for you. Let me know when that's when when that gets better for you, right. or that's tough for you. When there's a lack of of compassion, understanding, willingness to um, understand where you are at, that what that typically signifies, what that typically represents, is kind of a hardened heart. It's a it's kind of a fixed mindset. I'm not really looking to improve the relationship because right. it's working good for me. And, and they don't understand that relationship is about how can I make things work good for you. So if they don't have that curiosity, if they're not willing to engage in the conversation, if they even are on the other side of the spectrum and they are, they are cruel about it, you know, why are we having this conversation again? Why do we always have right. to have this conversation? I, I, I already told you three weeks ago where we're at. Why do you keep asking? Very aggressive, very dismissive, very hostile in mm-hmm. kind of the communication. That is when um, you can start to see the writing on the wall in some yeah. way because they are not willing to engage in the process of actually making the relationship better for them or for you. Right. Right. That doesn't mean you give up right away. It means you might let them cool off for a little bit. You might have to find another way to kind of broach the subject again. Um, You have to kind of keep trying. But when it becomes really, really clear that they have no desire, no intention of growing and no desire and no intention of of learning how to live in a sacrificial relationship, um, it becomes really, really difficult at that point to have a healthy, sustainable, mutually beneficial relationship in some way. So those are my preliminary answers. You want my part two answer?
1: You have a part two answer? I do. Yes. I want to hear part two because. This is hard. Oh, maybe I don't want to hear part no,
0: two. It's not hard for you and oh. me. It's hard for a lot of people to hear this. Got it. Um,
1: yeah. But you know me. I don't like to right. make, hurt people's feelings. Yeah. You so. don't want to make people uncomfortable. Right.
0: And this isn't us making people uncomfortable. This is uh, science and research and uh, data. That might make people uncomfortable okay that makes sense yes um there's been a lot of research out there that actually says the number one thing that makes marriages successful is marriage the idea that you have made a commitment to someone by marrying them not cohabitating not living together which is again, culturally, that's kind of the norm right now. Right. If we're in a relationship, we're going to test out the relationship, but we don't want to commit enough to actually getting married, to combining finances or legal combining in some way. Right. And there's a lot of reasons people have for justifying that decision to not get married and to, again, just live together, to cohabitate, right. to have um, all sorts of definitions of what that is. But what tends to happen with that again, statistically, and according to research is because you have not made that commitment that says no matter what, we're going to make this work. That's right. what marriage is. I am making a commitment to you even when I don't like you, even when you're bugging me, I am still going to be committed to you. Right, And that's what make marriages work. That's actually the thing that helps people get over those humps. Yes,
1: to get through those really rough patches, those tough times, because they happen in any relationship, yeah. whether you're married or you're not.
0: Yeah. What you basically you've done is is you're saying, I have removed all of the escape clauses. Mm-hmm. I am committed to this and I, I am committed to finding a way to make this work. As opposed to, we haven't made that commitment yet. We're living with each other just to see if we work out. But you're always in the, if it doesn't work out, I have an escape clause. I have a way of getting out. And when people are in that mentality, they just don't commit enough well and
1: and that's and that that is a I don't want to say that's tends to be the focus of when you're when you've got that thought of there I've got a way out I'm not I'm not locked into this that stays at the forefront as opposed to man this is hard yeah I I better work at it because otherwise I'm going to just be miserable for a long time yeah
0: yeah and even if even if you don't have that mentality. If the person that you are living with, if the person you're in a relationship with won't commit to a marriage, then apparently they might have that mentality. Right. They are not wanting to commit. They're somehow wanting to maintain an escape clause or a way of getting out of this. Or if this doesn't work, we can just cut ties and move on. Right. Um, Again, more research has shown that when couples hit really, really, really rough patches, if they can just kind of wait it out, if they can work it out, they might not be the most intimate, they might might not be the closest, they might not even like each other, but they can kind of just wait it out through time. Research shows that five years later, they actually statistically say that they're doing better than they were doing before they hit that rough patch. Yeah. They've made it through the rough patch and they've actually trended upwards in mm-hmm. some way just because they have that commitment in place. And that scares a lot of people. Yeah, In this world right now, in this culture that we live in, that making that commitment goes against everything that we have been taught. Yeah. And we are here to challenge that. And again, I understand that might mean we might lose some listeners to our podcast because that is not actually a very popular
1: right.
0: mentality right now. Um, and we, we're we not naive. We understand that a large majority of the people who listen to this podcast aren't married, even though it's called the Secure Marriage Podcast. They're in a relationship. And we're not here to condemn anybody. We're not here to point fingers at anybody. Right. We are here to provide truth and feedback and if there is research that says this works better than that then then you're going to have to kind of reconcile that data not not us right um and and to examine take a really hard examination why why are we living together and why haven't we got married if i'm truly honest with myself what is it that we are trying to do by not getting married right what what's the what's the resistance there? And again, that can be a whole variety of issues. Sure. But for a couple like this who have encountered a really, really rough patch and they're debating, should we stay in a relationship or should I move on? If you are married, that question actually minimizes itself and right. you, you instead ask a different question. Instead of how do I move on, you typically ask, how do I make this work? Right. How do I work this out? Even though it's hard, right. we're not here again to say there's magic butterflies and <laughs> unicorns that are just make like make life better because you have got a ring on your finger.
1: Oh, That's wouldn't not that be works. nice?
0: But it makes you ask different questions. Yes. It puts you into a problem-solving mode rather than an escape mode. Exactly. And you do figure out solutions. But again, both people have to be in that mindset of we're going to make right. this work. Right. And. Again, we're not naive. We understand that marriages break up too. Just oh. because you're married isn't the magic solution to make right. all your problems uh, go away. But statistically, that's again, that's just what the mm. what the research and the numbers have shown on on what makes a relationship work. Right? Now, some of you might be listening and go, man, that is hard to hear. We want to challenge that. you want to rebut that. We understand that. And we have no problem having a dialogue about this with people, as long as it's polite and kind and respectful. Um, as long as you're willing to um, uh, listen as well as share your feelings, we will extend the same courtesy. We will yep. listen as well as share our our knowledge, and our experience, and training and education and all the stuff around this stuff. Um, we are willing to listen to some of these things and. I think it's a productive time to have a conversation around this. So if you actually have questions around this, if you want to challenge this, if you want to push back on this, there's an open invitation, not an expectation, but an invitation. And you can write to us. That would be paul at secure com or, sh- <laughs> or paul at secure marriage.com. <laughs> Apparently Shannon doesn't want to feel those questions. So, um, uh, those are coming to me and I'll be glad to have those, uh, conversations with people. I'm too sensitive. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Um, I hope you can hear our hearts in the answer to that question. Yeah. Again, we're not minimizing people's pain. Um, And it is, it's really, really hard to know when is a relationship at its natural end. Yeah. And for some people, uh, actually the most painful experiences I see is when one person is all in. They want to make this relationship work and their spouse, their partner isn't. Right. They're just not at the same commitment level. They're not at the same happiness level. And again, unfortunately, what I found out is even if one person's all in, if both people aren't in it to make it work and learn and grow and improve and get better at those tools, then the relationship will tend to struggle. Yeah. So if you are at the place that says, yes, I want to make my marriage better. I want to invest in a way... To learn better tools. I'm the person who's all in, but I still feel like I might be missing some tools or missing some uh, whatever's. Uh, I I know where I want to be and I know where I'm at. I just don't know how to bridge that gap. Um, That's why we've created the Relationship Roadmap. That's why we called it the Relationship Roadmap because a lot of people know where they're at and they know where they want to be and they just don't know how to get Get there. there. And the roadmap shows them the exact exact steps they need to take to get from where they're at to where they want to be in a very simple, easy to digest one hour program. And we made a one hour On purpose. On purpose, yes. Because six hours doesn't change a marriage. It's too complex, it's too confusing. It's too many things you have to learn. Everyone can do one thing for one hour. And we've actually broken it up into even bite-sized pieces of you know videos that are five to six minutes long. And you can watch them over and over and over and over and over and over again until you get really good at using these tools. And we know that they work. Yep. Because we use them every day. And if you're going, okay. I want to, I want to give everything I got. I want to make everything I give everything I can to making this relationship work. Even if my spouse isn't at that same level yet, I'm acting within my own integrity and I know that I want to make my relationship better. You can go to securemarriage.com. And right on the homepage, there's a relationship roadmap button or up at the top, click on courses and find relationship roadmap. There's about 42 ways to find the relationship roadmap on our website Um, and buy that and try it out and see if you gain some nuggets on how to make your marriage better. The best part about this whole thing is if you check it out and you go, nothing in here is going to help my marriage. This is all useless and and these aren't going to work. We'll give you your money back. You have 30 days to try it out. And if it doesn't work, you get all your money back. We're not going to bug you. We're not going to ask questions. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain by having a beautiful, happy, secure marriage. Yes. That's why we call it what we call it. Yep. Does that make sense? It does. We want. It's hard to see couples struggling. Right. And we know a lot of couples are. And if we can do little things, big things to make your marriage better, that's why we continue to make these podcasts. So if you have more questions, if this conversation has stirred up more questions or more specifics you want answers to, we are happy to answer those. Yep. Again, paul at securemarriage.com and don't email my wife.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can email me the easy questions.
0: I'll take the big ones. I think that's it.
1: I think so. That
0: sound good? Um, Thanks for listening, everyone. All right. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Bye.